I'll come back. 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 Now we have to act like we don't know that he pushed the button. Because everyone thinks that's hilarious. Does do people think that's hilarious? Oh, excellent. Oh, good. Yes. Like, people enjoy that. Because we're on right now. Yeah. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil. I'm trying not to make everything worse. Enigmatic Otaku. I'm gonna make it worse. Milk. <laughs> Ravage. I have my foot in my mouth. And Worfy. That's right, Mickey! <laughs> Please never again! Please never my... again! <laughs> my name's Flamin' Worfer. Your name's Flamin' Worfer? <laughs> it begins. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Well, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, for those who are tuning into the broadcast for the very first time, welcome. This is a two-hour podcast where you submit who you want to interview. We get them on. Then you ask the questions. We make them miserable for two hours. Um, on the whole, this is also an 18-plus not safe for work podcast, but we do make exceptions for certain uh, special people. This was going to be a safe for work podcast, but we decided we're going to go not safe for Charlie this week because we have special guests for HRPC month. We have Starstorm. You're fired. Yay! Charlie. Oh, hi. <laughs> R.I.P. me. Oh, that's drink. Somebody take a freaking drink. Oh, oh we, we will we'll announce boy. that in a second. Get ready. I don't care. You're all all right. So, <laughs> um, I hope you are all hyped for this particular cast because uh, the drinking word is going to be fired. Yeah, so I'm going to get drunk. Whenever you hear the word fired, be sure to take a nice, healthy drink. Now, do, the, do those last two count? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Just checking. I like to follow the rules and all. Oh, yes. That's um, going to be great. We'll, we'll, we'll try to do that, too, as best we can. <laughs> Of course, we're streaming live online right now on Twitch, though you can catch us afterwards on places like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Ponyville Live. Um, we're trolling the chat for questions and the lovely and on Pencil where we lay them. Pencil, what's an example of a question you won't ask our guests? Well, um, today we have only like a few simple rules besides the usual don't ask religious questions and don't ask, you know... Political questions, very, very simply, don't be a dick about, specifically, don't, don't, don't ask him, I'm not going to relay any questions that are incredibly disparaging about either gay people or rape, and if you do either of those things, I'm going to ignore you and maybe ban you, so don't do it, Kay! Kay! Oh god, have I missed Fine. anything else? I don't think I have. All right. Please. We're going to move forward then. So, we got a few actual interview questions before we throw you guys to the Lions. So, let's start. Star, Charlie, Bravo, Alpha, whatever you guys want to say. 
<laughs> Who are you, and what have you done for the fandom? Star, you go first. Sure. Uh, my name's Starstorm, or Jeffrey. I live out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm the insane psychopath behind High Roller PonyCon that started up this past, I want to say, July. June was when we filed our LLC, and July is when people are like, who the hell are these people? Oh, God, it's LPU all over again. <laughs> but, yeah, essentially, um, yeah, I run High Roller PonyCon, but besides that, I flip houses in order to fund the cons, and I do engineering stuff on the side, and I do crazy stuff otherwise. Right, I got I am... I am uh, I am Charlie Worthley, aka Tech Charlie. Uh, no, that's pretty much my handle on everything social media. Um, uh, so I am the vice chair for High Roller PonyCon. I am also the chair for Ponyville Cider Fest and Winnie City PonyCon in Milwaukee and Chicagoland, respectively. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've been involved in the PonyCon scene since 2015. MLP MSP uh, 2015 was the first con that I worked. Um, and uh, I have also worked for uh, Everfree Northwest, Midwest Brony Fest. Um, and I feel like I'm forgetting one, but no, I think that's all of them. So yeah, that's me. I uh, I'm I, I do cons. Awesome. Way to make me feel inferior. Well, Man. my next question kind of ties into that because we obviously have a chair and vice chair of the biggest pony con of the year coming up here, and I don't mean this um, rudely, but I want you guys to um, I want to. I want people to see who you guys really are. I want to ask you, as far as chairman and as administrative responsibilities for High Roller PonyCon, who is the better half? Charlie. <laughs> You're so nice to each other. We never do that. That's adorable. Uh, no, no, I completely but, agree with him. Um, no, the, but um, in, in all honesty, yeah. like, the whole idea behind High Roller PonyCon, I just want to get this out there. Um, I was out drinking with a friend and somehow the topic of Las Vegas' Unicon came up and I was moving out to Vegas at the time. This was already planned. And my friend, we got to talking about LPU, how much of a disaster it was. And I was like, well, why doesn't somebody put on a Vegas con and just go do it? It's not that hard. And he's like, no, you're drunk. Don't even think about it. I'm like, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Thankfully, when I started getting into it, I was like, oh, shit, what the hell have I bitten off of? And the first thing I did, besides desperately trying to contact agents who would not even talk to us at the very beginning, was I want to contact Charlie and just pitch the idea to him, see if he would even bother, because he was recommended by DJ Killscreen, who was a friend of mine at the time. He joined on kind of in the background before, um, you know, we started actually gaining traction as, okay, these guys aren't total morons and these aren't. LPU knockoff. And Charlie oh, yeah. came on board and honestly he's been instrumental in getting this convention organized, giving me all the advice, telling me, you know, who to hire, who to make sure the con is going to run smoothly, how to keep to a timeline, budgeting, because I'm terrible at budgeting because I just want to honestly throw money at it and hope it works for the best. I totally respect and understand that. I mean, um, I, well, I really like how you guys are trying to take the approach to really watch it and take care of it. So that way, when you guys come three or two to three weeks before the con, you know, it should just be easy. You know, no emergencies, no time crunches. 
You guys won't have to worry about a thing a week to two weeks before a con, right? You've never oh, worked no, a convention be before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I have. So that's why I'm entertained. <laughs> well, okay, just okay. So just from my perspective and just understanding then of the sarcasm behind your question, what con uh, cons have you worked? Uh, you what kind think. of cons have I worked? I, yeah. I personally, uh, I helped out with an anime convention for a while. I started as a gopher and then worked my way up to like small administrative roles. And then actually there was a small pony con that was going to be created in uh, Nebraska, believe it or not. And they had one con and a lot of bad things happened. I'm going to try to talk as little as possible about the actual drama and then I stepped away from it. Um, out of my own personal interest but no it's it's crazy it's hectic and i know you guys you guys have such bigger jobs than anyone would ever let on no for sure but essentially what it boils down to is charlie is monumental when it comes to the actual running of a convention and my primary goal is pretty much just management making sure everything runs smoothly logistic wise kind of what charlie doesn't take over and finance because finance is my background dealing oh yeah it's uh, you know it's like it's full credit work work credits do i mean basically everything that i have learned um uh, half of it came from Corey wood um who is the owner of uh, cider fest in winnie city and a couple other cons and also was the chair um originally um before he brought me on and eventually brought me in to uh join him and then kind of replace him essentially as he started uh, went to work on other projects um he's also starting up a couple furry cons he just had a quadifer um at uh, the Kalahari Resort, the Dells, uh, this uh, literally the same weekend as Cider Fest, which is kind of how that split uh, originally happened. He had two cons the same weekend, so we just sort of agreed, I'll do his pony cons and he'll do his other stuff. And so that's kind of how that happened. Um, but I mean, a great deal of everything that I learned came from him. And then just experience. I mean, trial by fire, learning by failing. I mean, it's, uh, it's I mean, that's, that's how anybody really learns anything. Mm. So, um, but uh, yeah, when, I mean, kind of what Jeff said is, uh, is, is correct when I when I kind of came into the picture um the uh it, it's this is actually and I don't mean to say this to like pat myself on the back or anything but this isn't the first time I've been approached to kind of help a con kind of get off its feet um or uh, or startup or whatever and so I'm always a little bit leery because often it's I mean, I, and I don't say this to be disparaging, very, but it's kids. It's very passionate kids, but it's kids that kind of come in and they, they, they want a convention in their hometown and they really, you know, just because, you know, they, they don't really have the means or finances to travel a whole lot. And so they just want something local. And so they kind of decide, hey, we're going to start up a con. Let's, you know, let's start promoting. And then they realize they have no idea what, they, what they've done. And so they kind of start to look to see who can help them. And um uh, I have managed to get a reputation for myself for being helpful, <laughs> and so my name gets passed around, and so, um, you know, uh, I've had this conversation before is what I'm trying to say, and so when Jeff approached me, I was, uh, was a, you know, I'm always a little nervous, but the thing that struck me almost immediately about Star was that um, he definitely had a realistic plan. He had a head on his shoulders. Um, he has the money, which is, is important and, um, and, you know, kind of the knowledge and the time to really kind of do it. 
And he, um, you know, I asked to see his financials and his business plan and everything, and he showed it to me. And I was convinced that, um, okay, this could actually work. Um, and so he had all that side of it. The only thing that he was really lacking was experience on actually running one, which is the holes that I'm filling in. So I think, uh, I think between the two of this, I, I'm, I am 100% confident that High Roller is going to be a success. I think for a lot of people that went to places like Dashcon or Unicon, I think it's very, very calming and inspires a lot of confidence to hear that it's in very professional hands. Now I'm going to move to the next question. How did either of you get into the MLP fandom? I'll let you take that one, Charlie. Okay. So I, I mentioned before, um, well, I guess I'll start a little bit earlier. So I sort of joined... I start, okay, so I started watching the show, I think it was 2013. Um, I, um, I'm a computer nerd, and so the term brony was starting to float across my radar as being just something that was, you know, I was ever, I've like, I've never, I've never intentionally gone to 4chan. <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't oh, get it boy. from yeah, uh, I didn't get it from there, but just uh, it had gotten to the point where the term was starting to kind of like new, like news agencies were starting to pick it up and things like that. It's this weird new phenomenon of oh my god, these guys like My Little Pony, what, what you know, we're all going to die. Um, and so uh, I was getting kind of curious on my own, just because I kind of I kind of like to know what's like when something gets popular. I'm just I, I, I like to know like what it's all about, like why is this thing so interesting to people. But um, what got me. Uh, is I was channel surfing one day, just looking for something to watch, and I happened to come across the Hearts and Hooves Day episode. And it was the scene where Charlie and Big Mac are at the picnic, and I just, for the life of me, could not stop laughing at this monosyllable giant red horse that would only say yup or nope, and I'm like, I have no context for what's happening, but this is hilarious to me, and I need to know more. <laughs> and so... <laughs> After that, the story is familiar. I, I found the first season on Netflix. I watched one episode, and then I watched the next, next episode. And before you knew it, I had binged the entire season, and I was in. Um, beyond awesome. that, I, I just I started to watch the show more. And then it was right around the time where I started being interested in, I wonder if there's like meetups and stuff like this, where uh, an ad for Ciderfest 14, the first Ciderfest, came across my radar. And I'm like, oh. That's, uh, you know, I'm in Chicagoland, that's uh, in Milwaukee, it's a short drive from here, it's in like a month. Um, uh, I went to my wife, Michelle, and I said, hey, Michelle, there's this thing called Ciderfest, you want to go? What is it? Oh, it, you know, it's Ciderfest, I'm sure there's going to be cider there. Okay, and then so we went, and then she went, and she's like, <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> but we ended up having just the best time. I mean, the... Um, the, the thing I've, I've said to people many times is, you know, it's when you're around negative people, you know, it kind of puts you in a bad mood, you know, it's the same way with positivity. I left Ciderfest 14 on an absolute positivity high and I was just addicted to the community and just the environment and the positivity and the acceptance and everything. And I just, I knew I needed more. Um, after that, uh, the next closest uh, one that was coming up was uh, MLP MSP 2015. Uh, they had a sale uh, where it was a buy one, get one half off and um, the, the way the deal worked was you bought the one ticket within a window, and then after that window ended, they would email everybody that bought a ticket in that window a half-off code to use for the second batch. Easy. Um, I slacked. I, well, I, I got my code, and I slacked, and I didn't use it apparently in time for the deadline that had not been published on Facebook. At the time, I was not a big Twitter user. 
uh, emailed them and said, hey, I tried to use this code, it's expired. Oh yeah, we mentioned on Twitter that it's expired. Oh, I don't use Twitter, you didn't say that on Facebook. Oh, I guess not, sorry about that, we'll fix that for you. And then me being the computer nerd wanting to help everybody that I am said, you know, there's like applications and programs and services that you can use to like post to both at the same time so you never need to worry about forgetting one. And they said to me, will you help us? <laughs> and, and then that was it. They brought me in and I was helping out with PR and uh, for MLP uh, MSP 2015. And then I ended up doing their photography for that convention. And um, yeah, so PR and then um, at that con, it was Corey that I apparently impressed. And he said, hey, I want you to come do all this for me at Ciderfest 2015. I said, sure. And then in the run up to Ciderfest, I just kept on seeing things. It was like, hey, can I help this? Can I do this? Can I, can I make this better? And then it was just a couple months out. And he's like, I would like you to be my vice chair. And I said, yes, please, thank you. And just kind of just went, just kind of went from there. I wow. have a question. I have a very important question. Sure. Is that a kitty? <laughs> yes, that is a kid. That's, that, that's my Felix. He's very vocal and noisy when I'm not paying attention to him. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. I have I have a cat named Turkey, and she I have to put her out of the room when I do the podcast because she is equally vocal. That's why I was excited. Milk and I were making, like, happy, adorable faces at each other in the chat going, is that a cat? Charlie, <laughs> Charlie. Did not yeah. realize you could hear him. Sorry about that. It's so oh. great. No, let him, let him meow. It's wonderful. Okay. Give, okay. give, give Felix scritches. Okay. Here. Back to you, Star. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I wanted uh, Charlie to go first because actually my story into the Brony fandom is a little bit more serious. And I wanted to actually oh. pre preface hey. the story by saying, no joke like the fandom and this convention that I'm putting on honestly means the world to me because the Brony fandom actually at one point saved my life. But getting into the very beginning of it, I went to this thing in 2011 called Boys State, which is where they teach you about um, government operations, your representatives and blah, 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 that kind of thing. My roommate was a Brony. I didn't realize what that was at the time. He showed me this funny little thing called the anthology number one. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is fucking hilarious. And I was watching it. We watched the whole hour and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like, you want to see what it's behind? And I was like, okay. He played the very first episode. I'm like, okay, it just turns out I'm leaving. <laughs> so that was my very, very first interaction with the My Little Pony show, for lack of a better term. And then fast forward to 2013, I had just gotten into uh, UCF and I was buried in homework and trying not to kill myself because engineering degrees are hard. And one of my good friends, he was also a brony. And I was like, okay, when he finally came out and told me about it, I was like, okay, what is going on? There's gotta be something behind the show. So I watched the first episode again. I was like, okay, I have to watch the second episode because just to have some kind of continuity and complete, you know, the initial Nightmare Moon elements of harmony, blah, 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 blah. Then after that, like everyone else, I just binge watched the entire first and second season. And I think the third season in 2013 was just about to be completed. So it went on to there. I was kind of mildly interested into it, but it never really had a major impact in my life. I didn't draw art. I didn't write fan fiction or anything like that. Right, naturally. But, but getting into where the serious side of the story actually is and why the Brony fandom means so much to me. Um, 
around Christmas time of December 2013, well, months beforehand, my father was already getting seriously sick and we knew he probably wasn't going to make it that far. But he passed away in December of 2013. And about a couple weeks after that, my grandmother went and then my aunt went. So you can imagine I wasn't in, <laughs> you know, the best of places at the time. And I, well, for lack of a better term, I went to a really bad place and my girlfriend of about five years decided she didn't want to put up with me anymore because I was having a hard time coping, whatever, and she left me. And at that point, I was like, okay, why am I dealing with this? But um, I don't remember the exact circumstance. My friend got me into the Brony fandom more. I started reading fan fiction. And of all things, Fallout Equestria Project Horizons hit me. You too? No <laughs> wow. No yes. Yes. It hit me so hard because of everything that Blackjack or for everything, for if you guys who don't know what Project Horizon Dude. is, I'd recommend reading it. But Dude. Blackjack is the main protagonist, but all the shit that she went through, yet she still <laughs> kept going on, just trying to make the world better and save the world, that honestly inspired me and brought me back out of everything and pushed me to the point where, okay, I need to get more involved in this fandom because I honestly want to make a difference because of the fact that this fandom pulled me out of a really really dark point in my life and then 2006 what is it 2017 no it's 2018 <laughs> 2017 high roller pony kind of came about and 2018 i'm questioning my sanity and wondering what the hell i'm doing <laughs> mm. that is really wonderful and really heartwarming to hear. Oh, okay i think enigma and i have a, have something to say you and yeah. me you, you, me, Enigma, we need to get a room and nerd the fuck out when we go to HRPC. Okay, when you said yeah. we get a room, I was about to say, I'm pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we can afford it. We're going to Vegas prepared. <laughs> it's star, star, an hour. star, I just want to say, uh, it's a really great story. My emotions over here are really fired up. Mm. No, but that's because guys, um, we were guys, having... guys, they're fired up. Oh my god! Everybody oh drink! Everybody drink! <laughs> oh my Way god! Way to kill the food! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> well, no, but Charlie that... and I were actually having this conversation. I think it was this morning where we were talking about the finance of this. Of this, and he was like. I hope you're not going to die of cardiac arrest when you see how far in the red this con is. I'm like, I honestly don't care if I fucking go broke putting on this convention just because the fact that I want to put Vegas back on the map, get everybody, you know, convinced that it's not a bad place. And we honestly just have a great convention for the community because that's honestly the most important thing to me at this point. That's wonderful here. Um, okay, so... Um, Moving on to the next question. What would you guys say are your favorite individual parts of the fandom? The online community, fanfics, cons, music, art? Um, I would say just the generosity that you see, especially at things like the charity auctions and um, like the Brony Thank You Fund and, uh, you know, just stuff like that. Um, you know, the, uh, you know th this fandom has some of the most generous and and most eager and willing to give people that that i have ever come across um and 
you know, that tied with just the, you know, kind of like I was saying, the thing that really got me into it, just the overall positivity and acceptance that, that you see in the fandom are really the things that, uh, that, that, that keep me coming back. I'll second Charlie's statement on that, but just boiling down to what's actually the um, nuts and bolts of the community. Honestly, I just like the fan fiction because it's the most creative aspect and I have a little bit of a bias because that's actually what, um, made the most impact on my life particularly but yeah absolutely charlie is completely 100 percent correct this fandom is so generous with everything that it's willing to put forth the money that is coming out of um well i can't even think properly <laughs> but just look going through the charity auction like at ponyville cider fest the very last thing that went up for auction i think was it a the banner charlie which one was it um, oh, the flag. You're thinking of the flag, that final flag. auction. Okay, has anyone heard this story about the, uh, the, 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 the final auction at this last, at, our, at the last this, Cider Fest? This has not been talked about on the con, so I would say oh. it's pretty fair to say that the listeners don't know. Okay, this, this is by far one of my favorite things and one of the most just amazing things I have ever seen. Um, uh, so uh, it was a charity auction at Cider Fest uh, uh, 17, the one that just happened. And um, Nicole Oliver was doing what Nicole Oliver does. And she's like, you know, if you've ever, if you've never been to a charity auction where Nicole Oliver is, uh, is participating and sort of like amping up the crowd, you are missing out because she is an energy and a force to be reckoned with. Like she will run around and like whoever like has the highest bid on things, she'll like run over and like sit on their lap and like kind of like amp things up and get the crowd excited. There's points like this is her cardio for the entire week. She'll be running wow. back and forth between people as they're like outbidding each other. She'll like run and stop on a dime and turn back. And like, it is half, at least half of the money we made at Cider Fest. I think, I think our auction pulled in, I think it was like around 21 or 22,000. Half wow. of that, is, half of that is her. Absolutely. Um, but, um, and I, I don't want to take away from the people who actually spent the money, but I mean, like just the energy that she puts into the room. I mean, like, I, I, I believe just, just, uh, inspires people, you know, to uh, to to be more open with their with their wallets. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's just where I, I'm coming from. I don't want to pause you or sidetrack on the story, but I just want to acknowledge how this month has just painted Nicole Oliver in the most wonderful, amazing light. It's like true. It, Nicole Oliver is just like hero worship status right now. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Um, anyway, I, uh, please continue. I'll, I'll I'll absolutely agree with that. Anyways, um, so this is the final auction, and so at this point, um, a lot of people had um, you know, their their wallets were tired, especially you know the uh, the heavy hitters, and um, so things were kind of winding down. And um, the last item up was a flag, like a full size, actually, like you know, um, uh, you know, f uh, manufactured like like a, you expect the flag would be flag that we had printed up. Um, I had helped that with the artwork and layout. Um, excuse me, that um, and uh, send it over to a guy, actually a registration staffer, um, a guy. Um, oh God, I feel bad. I'm, his name is uh, escaping me right now. Um, shoot, I'm gonna have to look, look that up after I'm done talking, because uh, I want him to get credit. But um, he went out and he bought the flag. And special ordered and um he kind of you know how people like will like wear flags like it's like capes you know like it's like a thing i don't really get it but it's a thing people do he kind of did that and wore it around for the first two two days of the convention just i think so people could see it and then he donated it into the charity auction on the last day and then we um you know most cons will have all of the guests of honor kind of like take a walk through the charity room before the auction sign anything that's even remotely relative to them just because it helps increase the value and interest and so everybody signed the flag of course um 
And so this was the last item to go up. And the, um, the bidding on it stalled at, I think, I think it was $500. And um, wow. there were people, you know, it's like, we, wa we kind of wanted more. We were close to like a threshold in the overall total. I think we were at like, I think that 500 would have put us at like, like 1700 um, $17,800. And so I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm helping MC the thing. And I'm just like, I really would love to get to 18. Can we get to 18 to hit that little threshold? And, um, or uh, I'm, I might be getting the exact numbers wrong, but you get the gist. And so somebody called out, it's like, I don't, I don't have enough money to, uh, oh, what was it? Um, uh, Nicole, said um sorry i'm getting my the story all mixed up nicole said if if i'll throw in a picture with me with the flag to whoever wins it kind of just like you know increase interest somebody called out i don't have 550 dollars to bid on but i'll throw in 50 bucks to get in on the picture and then i said okay if anybody wants to get in on this picture throw in 50 bucks the entire room i swear to god stood up and was, oh no. my god that's <laughs> and amazing and so every, <laughs> yeah pretty much and so people were getting in line and nicole was just over there counting out like like 657 758 859 950 a thousand just as people were just lining up to get in on this thing and ended up going for i think it was two thousand two hundred and five uh, fifty dollars oh no it was way more than that i get, i think we at least got up to three thousand something I, I might be getting the numbers wrong, like I said, but um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, that was the most amazing thing I had ever seen. Wow. I got to go back and look now, but um, the, yeah, just uh, if you go back to the Ciderfest Twitter um, and kind of go back to October 22nd, you'll see a picture there of Nicole with the flag. The person who wanted um, a guy named uh, Nick, who was a, a regular top tier sponsor that we have. I love him to death. And then um, everybody that chipped in 50 bucks to get on the picture. And it's just like the photo is just full of faces. It's, it, was, it was amazing. You can also see it happen. We actually were live streaming it on Facebook. If you go to the Ciderfest Facebook page, you can watch, we can watch the whole thing happen. But um, anyways, I don't want to focus on Ciderfest too long. We're, we're here to talk about High Roller. So, but it's a great story. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to move us on to the next question or we're remarkably short on time, especially getting out of uh, the actual interview questions. But um, we'll try to we'll try to push. We'll try to push and go fast. Uh, what it, what are the two of you most excited to see or do at HRPC? And staying alive is not an option. <laughs> okay, honestly, the most the thing I'm looking forward most to is just seeing everybody there and knowing that we put on a Vegas con and we smash the stigma and LPU is now a thing of the past and Vegas is finally on the map for a My Little Pony event. And yeah. it just, we did something that means something. That's pretty much where I'm coming from too. Just um, being able to say like, like, I, I, there are a lot of people that weren't around when LPU happened, myself included, that I don't think really understand how much LPU was almost the end of pony cons, and that is not hyperbole. Like, talent and agents were so pissed, and they were so ready to just walk away from everything that if, you know, I think I forget exactly who it was that came in and, like, organized the fundraiser to help. And this is all third-hand information, so I might be getting some of this wrong. So historians, please don't yell at me. Or feel free to correct me. But, uh, you know, the people that came in and kind of, you know, did that fundraiser to um, help at least satisfy all the talent that was there that wasn't getting paid and 
beg them, please, this is not the community. This is this one thing. This isn't, you know, this is an anomaly. Please don't leave us forever. Like if that hadn't have happened, that could have been the end of PonyCons, as I understand it. So, so yeah, being able to walk, being, being able to wash that stink <laughs> off of our community is, uh, is the most exciting thing about this to me. Awesome. And then last but not least, the last interview question, then we'll get into the user questions, make it short, make it brief, and then we will just groan and then go on. Who is best pony? Royal Flush. You're okay, fired. You are fucking fired. Star. Whoa now. Royal Flush and Charlie fired. Oh, guys, if you're keeping count, that's three more drinks. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Show, All right. Show, show us your homework. Why are they best? No, fuck because off. We're moving on. Fun. We we got a bunch of people in here listening. People are excited. Let's go to the user submitted questions. All right. We're going to start with some questions from Alex underscore, who are making some questions to both of you guys. And for both of you guys, he made customized emojis. So Yay. here is one, and here is the other for you guys. Boom. Let's start with the very first question. Um, let's start with Charlie, and then we'll go to Starstorm. What are your funniest anecdotes? A story you guys would tell friends at a bar to get a laugh. Uh, Star, do you have one ready? Because I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Yeah, I'll go ahead. But basically, this was my first experience in the Vegas scene, I want to say. Uh, I came out here in 2015. This is before I started my plan to move out here. My ex-girlfriend was in, or I want to say she flew out with me because at the time she didn't break up with me before I bought the tickets, blah, blah, blah. She had to come anyway. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to say, I'm going to be, you know, as shady as possible or just, uh, not shady. I want, I'm just going to be as mean as possible. Say, hey, you broke up with me. This is what you're missing. I went out to Enterprise Exotics. I rented a Tesla Model S before I actually bought mine. and blah, 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 whatever. She was upset with that. I was driving down, I believe it was Desert Inn, heading towards the Excalibur because I didn't want to be anywhere near my ex-girlfriend because she was staying at the house. We stayed at my grandfather's house. Okay. And this, this taxi just pulls out in front of um, the car that's in front of me and they have a small collision. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to have to be a witness for this. I pull over, you know, we wait for the police, blah, 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 whatever. The girl that's in the taxi we start talking because we're waiting on the police. And she says, yeah, I'm going over to the Excalibur because I'm staying there. I'm here for work, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, oh, how coincidental. I'm going over there to play blackjack. Do you want to ride with me? And so we go down and I drop her off at the valet or we both pull in the valet. I'm thinking, oh, this is probably the end of it. She's just going to you know, disappear and go do her own thing. We, she actually accompanies me to the blackjack tables. We sit around, we play some blackjack, we talk. And then it boils down to, do you want to come up to the hotel room and have some coffee or whatever? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're thinking, it, yeah, it was pretty much stereotypical Vegas. And at the time, I had already told my parents, like, or no, not my parents, my mom, that, hey, I was going to be staying out. I met somebody, but I didn't text my ex. Now, we were still staying in the same room because my grandfather didn't have a gigantic house. And she's just texting and calling her people. Where the hell are you? What's going on? I text her in the morning. I'm like, sorry, I got hung up with this girl at the hotel room. And she just flips shit. And I'm like, why do you care? You have a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm done with you. And that was just the most satisfying 
Vegas thing ever. I know I sound salty, but honestly, yes. that was my first true Vegas experience, and I love it. You just you just <laughs> you just described Vegas magic, man. And it was a Tesla. Literally, she would not have you know wanted to go with me or anything, unless for the fact that I had pulled over and I was in a fucking Tesla Model M because that is my favorite car. Wow. She doesn't know I rented it though. All right. Um, let's see. Charlie, do you got one ready? I am thinking so hard. Um, I. It's you, you always know, come back later. Yeah, I might have to. I'm gonna keep on racking my brain trying to think of a, something good to tell. But right now, I just I I I, I apologize. I just I, I'm I'm I can't think of anything. Um, I'll I'll let you know if something comes to mind. All right. Sounds good. Then we're gonna step on forward to number two. And number two is, would you fuck a horse? If I was compensated Char adequately. Awesome. So he'd get on the bucket. Charlie, <laughs> is this not safe for Charlie or? What kind of a, um. Yeah, what kind of a horse? Is that what you were going to say? No, what kind of a question? Um, oh, it's a horse of a different that. color. Anyway, oh. sorry. Hey. Um, um, only if, um, well, I, I suppose that depends. What is the legal age of cassette in Equestria? Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Did you really just? Oh my god, let's, let's tiptoe back from that really fast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to enter a dark oh, area. My God, oh, Alex <laughs> continues. Oh, Let's go to number three. My God. Oh my God! <laughs> Apparently, after after the beginning of the week, uh, Milk asked for weird questions, and Alex is our one of our kings of weird. I I think you would prefer to be a king of weird. Number three. Can you please accurately describe the smell, appearance, and taste of your semen? <laughs> no particular order. You would have to ask Zoe, who was the girl that I was describing in my previous story, or my ex-girlfriend. You've never oh. tried your own semen? You've never tasted your own semen? No, I'm not that flexible. Well, I mean, like, you've never just been curious and looked down after a good wank and been like, there's some on my hand, I wonder. <laughs> no, not really. Man, you need to branch out. Get curious. What is it Miss Frizzle said? Um, take chances, make mistakes, get messy, some shit like that? There's no wrong way to fantasize. Well, okay, since you put it that way, I may have, but I was possibly too drunk and I don't even remember. That's ah! also fair. That is also fair. Now, uh, and, and now we get to find out what Charlie says about this. Silence. So you know how um, I, is a Rodney Dangerfield that has the permanently like gigantic wide eyes? Like he always looks like he's shocked and surprised by everything. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. I uh, I can honestly say I I have no idea. I'm not even sure what it looks like. Whoa. You never. Okay, Charlie, you, know, you don't know what it looks like. That never masturbated or ejaculated or had wet dreams or like sir i i must ask you do do you have semen in your body yes um um why I... start say yes why start once again who's the better half 
gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you guys. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Please sorry. go on, Charlie. Sorry. Please go on. Uh, uh, really, what is there to say? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, no, of course, I, I know what it looks like. Um, I, okay. um, but uh, I, I don't believe I have ever had the, uh, the desire to uh, find out anything more about it. Fair hmm. enough. Okay, I'm, let's move on. How many calories are in it anyway? Oh, oh, do, do you want the answer to that? Do you want the actual answer to that? Sure. Isn't it like 10 calories per teaspoon or something? That is actually really close to accurate. Like that is that is absurdly close to accurate. It is um it, it per serving, and yes, they do count it per <laughs> serving. <laughs> it can be as much as 25 calories, depending on not only the load, but uh how many sperm you got swimming around in there, because sperm count does have to do with number of calories in a loadages. And keep oh, in mind, is gonna have to go on a diet then. The amount of <laughs> calories that are in the jizz is not the same as the amount of calories expent to create said jizz. I mean, if you're only expending 25 calories to get someone to come, either they, they either they come like a Pop-Tart, or honestly, you need to get your game up. I'm sorry, this is a My Little Pony podcast, right? Yes. Moving <laughs> <laughs> just, on. Just, just, just checking. Number four. Would you rather Fuck a human-sized duck or what ten duck-sized human. <laughs> a human-sized duck or ten duck-sized humans. Ten duck-sized. Well, that's uh, the latter sounds extraordinarily dangerous for the ten duck-sized humans. So I would have to go with the former based on logistics. Ah, uh, so you don't. So you know about the Gurenlag and Donger they got down there. I, I don't know what that means. <gasps> Can I can I can I can I ruin Charlie's innocence about duck dicks? Excellent. Okay. So duck dicks. Yes. No, no, no. Flam said yes. Flam said yes, and that's all I need to hear. So I heard one yes. That's what matters. Anyway. No, I'm joking. My God. Anyway, so ducks actually have a corkscrew barbed penis that is, uh, in some cases, as long, if not longer than their body. Um, in response to this, the female duck has a corkscrew vagina that actually makes it harder for them to be penetrated. So unless the female duck is willing, it has to be, like, really aggressive and horrible to, to have that duck get the giant corkscrew penis all the way up inside her. It's also barbed. Yes, it is barbed. Yes. Yeah, and it... Yeah, and it's like some, it's like, it like trebuchets out. It's just like, pfft, like, fucking. Also, if it, 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 it doesn't off, trebuchet out, it, it also it falls off. It, it also falls off for the winter and then grows back. In some cases, that's not all ducks, Enigma. And as far as it shooting out, it really doesn't. It actually spirals out, like, like you're pushing out something out of a tube of toothpaste. What <laughs> is happening right now? <laughs> we signed up. Moving on. Moving I didn't on. know. I wasn't warned. Moving on. Actually, <laughs> moving on. Number five. This one is just Charlie. Oh, God. <laughs> what are the secrets of the beard? Of the beard? Yes. Uh, uh, beard shampoo and proper grooming. And, you know, and yeah, actually getting it cut by somebody who knows what they're doing. All right. I, I will take this opportunity to absolutely recommend Beards Guard in Batavia, Illinois. Uh, that, that's my barber, and uh, well, my barber shop, I should say. And um, 
yeah, if you're anywhere near um, Batavia and you are wanting to have excellent care taken of your beard, you want to go you travel to Beardenheim and go to Beardsguard. Okay, that sounds like a that's like a sounds like a barber who resides in Skyrim to me. They basically do. Um, they so it's they have tons of like geek culture stuff like all up over everywhere and they i am going to describe this really poorly but they are actually like in the process of creating like this whole world and these stories like they have a map of this world like on their wall behind like where they have all their product shelves um they are really going all in on on this whole thing and it is it is just a glorious wonderful place to go into just go to beardsguard.com uh, i'm sure is the website <clears throat> or just google beardsguard and uh it's just even if you're nowhere in the area they sell their products online too and everything it's just a great place Awesome. All right. We're going to move on to questions now from Tony Montana. We're going to move to this question. Would you a thing pony? That's not a sentence. Yes, it is. I can help. <laughs> so the first question is, are you aware of what thing pony is? No. I can help. Do you don't want you to be aware of John Carpenter's the thing? Oh, oh, the, oh, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But so, wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but combine wait. Find it all together. And it becomes this. Check out the chat. That is a thing, Pony. Would you a ponified version of John Carpenter's The Thing? Would you that? Would I what that? Would you penis it? No, <laughs> what? No! <laughs> would you not say for Charlie it? Would, would, you, would you let that thing hand job your penis? Who in the hell would say yes to that? Look at the thing. <laughs> well, 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 it's a pen. It doesn't have hands. It has claws. It has better my thought about it. Hey, it can have hands. Listen, hold on, hold on. Technically, it has hooves. Also, it sounds like Star might have some reasons why this should be feasible, and I'm curious. Okay, I'm looking at the picture right now. It has teeth on its chest, obviously. It's a thing. Does it have teeth down south where you would actually insert it? That's what I'd be asking. If you want to. Only if it wants to. No, then I don't. No, if there's teeth down there, hell no. Listen, even if there aren't, if you're just looking for a warm, wet hole, there have to be better options. Dude, I live in Vegas. Are you saying you don't want to sustain it with your 25 calories? Maybe from a distance. Oh god. No, I'm trying to imagine someone like distance shooting jizz at Thing Pony and I can't deal with Jesus. that in my okay. head. You, I, you, 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 <laughs> you just sniped her for 25 calories. Good shooting, man. If it helps, if your semen has 25 calories, it means your health. Anyway. Okay. And we, All right. we are so All right. banned. What if it has 50? We're off the rails. Let's go. Would you... <laughs> Mr. Boom Boom. Oh, God. Okay. Mr. Boom Boom is a cactus. What? Would you put your dick in a cactus or put the cactus in your dick? Well, no. definitely not the latter. <laughs> so so you put your dick in a cactus? I mean, why would I want to do that? What possible well, reason or incentive would I have to want to have intercourse with a plant? Curiosity? Curiosity? <laughs> Milking a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, wish I was bored enough to be able to think of things like this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gift. <laughs> Last but not least, let's, let's, we'll move forward. Tony Montana asks, would you put your dick in a bag of milk? 
That's kind of lewd considering milk is in the chat. <gasps> milk! Why are you giving bags of yourself to people? He's or just going to ignore that. Money. Bag of milk. So, I mean, milk, are you are you putting yourself in a bag or are you just bagging up your 25 calories? I mean, <laughs> there's there's a lot that has to go into a bag of me, but, you know. It's yeah, nothing. It, 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 it's, it's actually 50 calories for him. <laughs> <laughs> double the pleasure, double your fun and quay. No. Sometimes you just gotta go back for seconds. No. <laughs> we should stop now and move on. Do you, okay. do, no do a, do a dollar <laughs> with these No, you all just fucking fired now. Who has a not dick related question? Finally. What doth life, gentlemen? Pony cons. Oh God! Um, uh, I'm not familiar with this meme. Is there context to it? Uh, it's a reference to something, but I've never gotten what the reference is. Uh, Short skirts has always prided himself on being a eccentric individual. Um, is is the question is a is a is a is the question supposed to rhyme with like what is the purpose of life? But that's what it's supposed to mean. Okay, uh, then yeah, pony cons. Sweet. Now, one of your friends is confirmed for Brawl. Killscreen has joined the game. He's fired. Fired. Oh, fired. God. Oh, God. And we drink. Number one of the main six. Uh, there's, there's a combination of questions here. So, uh, I, from what I understand, you guys can't repeat ponies. And I'm going to read them off to you one at a time. So, number one, who is for lewd? Rarity. Like, who is lewd, or who is for your lewd times? Where is my... Who's oh, for the dick ah. uh, Okay, well, playing the game, since I have to pick one, um, um, uh, Pinky. Okay. That's a, be that's a better choice. Rarity would, would only take 15 calories. Now keep track because you can't. You, we're those aren't on the table anymore. So now, okay, next. Well, hang on, hang on. I gotta write this down. Let me get my. So those are definitely on the table. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Okay, so I had rarity. Number two, who is for head pats? Oh, Fluttershy. Twilight. All right. Number three, who is for the booping? Fluttershy. Yes, Fluttershy. Uh, Twilight. All right. Who is your wing mare? Rainbow Dash. Rainbow. God damn it. Rainbow Dash. All right. I was so sure you were going to say Rabbit Dash, like Rainbow Dash right. with babies. Both of <laughs> you guys only have two left. Yeah. So let's pick wisely. Who is for doing acid with? Oh, absolutely. Pinky Bye. Yeah, I wish I had kept that one. Um, but of my two left, I'm going to have to go. Oh, boy. Um, I guess I'll have to go with Rarity. Okay. Rarity at least you know, it would be fucking amazing. Now, yeah. here's the important thing. Who do you, both of you have left? Applejack. Applejack. <laughs> well, you have just killed Applejack. You're both murdering Applejack. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. She's gonna All right. Next question. To Charlie. Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a preemptive drink, but go ahead. And All read. right. Go for it. 
All right, Charlie, you're fired. Congratulations oh, on your anniversary. Oh, thanks. What's As the most awful thing to ever happen involving the in-laws? <clears throat> oh, oh I'm ready for this. <laughs> you have excellent timing. My wife, Michelle, just walked in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell her we say hi. Tell her we say hi. Uh, everybody says hi. Hi. Do you hear her? Huh? Yeah. Yes, okay. we did. That uh, came your, your cat was cuter, but it's okay. That's, that's, that, um, <laughs> I, 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 give, I your, give your wife the scritches. Okay, I have to. Who's uh, always a good Michelle? That's a good Michelle. She has just given oh, me the most. <laughs> <laughs> now you're not kidding, Eddie, tonight. I, give me one moment. I need to explain to her what just happened. Um, so <laughs> Felix was in here before and he was meowing, and they said, Oh, we hear your cat. Give it scritches. And then so you just sat down. They heard you say hi. And so somebody said, Oh, give her scritches. And so I'm a good monkey. So I did. <laughs> But so we're in a Q&A right now, and somebody just asked me, first of all, uh, who asked the question? Uh, this is Killscreen. Oh, Killscreen. So uh, Ludi said, uh, happy anniversary to us. Um, and then he's also, uh, and then, so what was the second question about the in-laws? What is the most awkward thing to ever happen involving the in-laws? What is the most awkward thing that has ever happened between me and your, and your family? You and my family? Yeah. Can you think of anything? No. No, yeah. Um, we can actually get along really well. Um, it's funny because like I get along with her family great and she gets along with my family great. Um, and so um better than we do like almost with our own families in a weird <laughs> way. Um but uh so it actually works out really well. Uh, most awkward thing that's ever happened. Um Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I guess the other way around, Michelle accident, had an unfortunate um, autocorrect when she was texting my dad once um, and <laughs> autocorrected something to some sexy words. And so that was awkward. Um, uh, but I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, no, I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't really think of anything. We've had a. Yeah, yeah, it is really hard to be awkward around Michelle's mother. She's she's a trip. I'll tell you what. Um, and pretty much her entire family smokes pot, I think. So, um. <laughs> okay, so nothing really. Not not when we on yeah, okay, so then let's move on. Yeah. Um, we gotta have a party out here in Vegas. <laughs> My hey, goodness. Hey's there. <laughs> Sunbro for life now has questions for the both of you. What is your favorite video games? Quick. Uh, right Fallout 4. <laughs> Fallout 4. Um, I am currently obsessed with um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and nice. um, I, I played it when it uh, like like a year ago when it came out, and then now I'm playing through the expansion pack. Now I'm just getting around to it, and it's just a wonderfully gorgeous, beautiful game. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey are also two of my favorites from the last year, um, and Mass Effect, generally speaking, except for Andromeda because that was garbage. Mass uh, Effect, yeah. All right. Number two for the both of you. What's your favorite boss fight? Oh, this is a tough I would honestly say um, in the World of Warcraft expansion, Wrath of the Lich King, the Lich King fight was honestly something monumental where you had to legit have the proper build and have a good team behind you. Otherwise, you were just going to get wiped out within the first 10 seconds. It was the most challenging fight I'd ever had back in my old days of World of Warcraft and stuff. Awesome. Um, I, the rest of the game was garbage, but I actually, for whatever reason,
really enjoyed um the uh, the boss fights in um uh what was the oh shoot um um uh force unleashed force unleashed 2 actually Ooh. um like the, the 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 guts of the game like the main levels were not good but i just i i don't know why but i really remember at the time just having a, just an absolute blast in the boss fights in force unleashed force unleashed 2 so that's that's really up there for me awesome number 3 have you accepted skeletor the master of the universe into your heart no because royal flesh is better Oh. And my answer was, of course, absolutely. Number four. You two are in Tiny Horse Village. What business do you start? Real estate. Uh, computer repair. Ooh. Because if it's a tiny village, they probably don't already have one, and obviously they have computers because you've seen Manhattan, so. Well, I mean, I like, do you, do you think they have any internet out there? Really? This is Tiny Horse Village. Like I can, I, can, I can imagine like Twilight goes up to you with their broken computers like fix it I want to play solitaire again. <laughs> <laughs> I can see yeah. that actually. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I would get they're taunted and she has like a ton of horse porn downloaded like like kinky stuff. I would um, almost say real estate because there would probably be so much land in Tiny Horse Village because there's not a lot of people but a huge amount of land. There's gonna be some developer that's gonna come along and say. I want to build apartment complexes here, and I'm going to make a badass commission. It's free real yeah. estate. Oh my god, I was just doing a fucking do. Hey, good luck trying to pave over the Everfree. Oh my god. I have a question though. I have a I have a question of a, a possible hitch in your plan there, Star. Um, if there's all this open land that nobody owns and a developer comes in, don't they just take it? Like, what what is your job? No, technically it's owned, um, according to the statutes, by federal government. So you buy it from the federal government, and then whoever buys it first becomes what's called an owner-developer. And then they can either choose to subdivide it, which is like cut it up into smaller pieces and sell it, or develop on it and build either malls or um, apartment complexes. It depends on what the gov local government is. They decide to either zone it residential, commercial, or hell, even an industrial, so it'll become like a giant toxic cesspit. But I monarchy. regret the question. But monarchy, though. And this is also, if we're going to make things super serious, this is where I meekly raise my hand. Actually, internet cable is ran underneath almost all railroad track. So this is correct. the fact that the Ponyville uh, Express runs through Ponyville implies that they probably have some sort of internet connection. It's probably dial-up or something bad like that, but they have it. Perfect. Oh, no, they've got Google Fiber with all the shit that they probably <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Or maybe they just have I, magic. It's yeah, just like, I can assure you Google is in Equestria. <laughs> that would be, be an excellent fic. That idea, is a too. crack fic, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Equestria's magic allows them to get an extra five gigs of storage for free Google Drive. Yes. All right, there you go. <laughs> Let's see. Numero um, five. We're going to pause for a second because we are halfway through the podcast. Wait, no. Finish, finish Sunbro's questions. There's only two. Okay, cool. Um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Detroit. <laughs> okay, I'm going <laughs> to preface this question by saying I don't have a political affiliation or I don't intend to uh, obviously state my political affiliation, but just because it's funny. 
Probably back in Mexico because Trump deported her. Okay. Oh my God! That's oh, 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 no, 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 because I asked every guest this question, and not one person said, "In sunny Las Vegas, where High Roller Pony Con is happening in this June on this weekend." I don't remember the dates right now. I'm sorry, but I... it's it's, it's <laughs> between May June. It's it's between May June. Um, yeah, you're right. That that was a PR fail on our booth. <laughs> it's fine. I feel when I feel when Flutter Priest gets good at PR for a hot minute. No, I I'm not a non-pencil. Uh, I know, that's what, and I and I'm terrible right now. So it, it like between I think we just switched places. We, okay. we switched roles shit, today. Guys, please. Hasbro's calling. No hey, uh, shit. Okay. Uh, it, we'll do uh, HRPC shit posting later. Excellent. Uh, Star, we should probably fire uh, Killstrain from PR. Yeah, Killstrain fired. He's fired. He's fired. Fired. Absolutely fired. Completely fired. Totally fired. Drink, 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 drink. Numero six. Do you even praise, bro? Yep. No. No. Oh. There you go. Okay. Then we are halfway through the podcast. Pencil, <laughs> this is where I hand the mic to you. Okay. Are, are we ready for the shilling? It's time for shilling. Uh, let me start by just putting the links in so I don't have to worry about that. All right, here are the links. Uh, the Barcast is a group that gets together to shitpost, but we do it for a good cause. We get money for horses and we give it to them so they don't have to be eaten in burgers and steak. We make sure they have hoof jobs, which aren't what you think. We make sure that their manes are combed and neat. And you can help by contributing to us. Give us money at the links I have posted in chat. And with that, I'm done. Yay! The fact that that was kind of funny, you actually have a good voice. Thank you. Did you did you outsource the lyric? Did you outsource the lyric of those songs into like a third world country or something? Um, well, you know, I make them up on the fly, and I, I can't be quite as good as, as I was with Bill Newton, because Bill Newton, I had a streak of brilliance, and I actually rhymed, and I rhymed about prostitution somehow, so I don't think I'll ever be that good again. But you did use hoof jobs. Yes. In the correct way. Yes. So, props on that. Let's move back to questions now. RK Striker JK5 has questions for you gentlemen. What is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Go for it, Charlie. I'm thinking. Uh, I would say Star Trek. Oh, okay, yep. hold on. Yep. yep. It is time for hard <laughs> questions. Oh, Star Trek wall. series. No, this is important. This is important. Uh-huh. Best, best series and best captain. They are. They can be separate. They cannot be separate. They can be separate. You can choose best series and best captain. For example, if you think Kirk is a shit captain, but you like original series, but you think Picard is a boss, okay. That, that's okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to go with the next generation of Picard. Well, yes! I, I, can't, I can't even fault you on that. I can't, because Picard is great. This is so. a next generation podcast. Hello, and welcome to the next generation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is important, damn it. I'm sorry, I'm done. Starry Day. Fallout 4. 
honestly, I just love the whole Fallout series because of what it really entails. Most people think it's just, oh, you get to go out and fight enemies in a you know nuclear blasted radioactive land. But the whole premise behind the Fallout series is the fact that you know we as a country devolved into something where we decided to just blow each other up instead of resolving our differences. And it's it's just so fascinating to me because I hope to God we never get to that point. But the way we're going now, it's it's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, yeah, so I, really I can helpful. totally understand that. And I, I don't mean so, to cut you off. There's a lot of really cool places on YouTube that talk about like alternate history places like that, like the Alternate History Hub. Shout out to them um, that, oh, that yeah. look into and like delve into things that make that happen. Um, also, to pivot, you say Fallout 4 a lot. What about Fallout New Vegas? Or 3. Uh, I haven't played New Vegas, honestly, as much as I've <gasps> considering I live in Vegas. I, I know, you I know. need to go play that, like, now! You know, there's an, there's, an actu- there's an actual New Vegas pilgrimage that people do in Vegas. No, Fallout 4 was pretty much my first introduction into the Fallout. Oh, universe. honey! Oh, honey, baby child! You, you need to go and play some New Vegas! You need to, you need to sit down and play Fallout... Play. Three, you need you need to learn because four was not nearly as good as New Vegas. You guys, you, know, you guys do know that Fallout. You guys do know that Fallout One and Two existed, right? Well, I, I ignore them, but they did exist. If they can get Fallout New Vegas in virtual reality, I will go do it right now. Uh, Steam Workshop's a thing, maybe. Okay. I um I I'll throw my vote in uh, my my into Fallout 3. Um, Fallout 3 is one of the few games of that length that actually put the effort into 100%ing achievement-wise uh, on Xbox 360. So, I mean, I, I sunk uh, easily, like, I think it was like 150 hours into that game. Um, nice. But um, uh, I started New Vegas. Uh, I don't know why, I just didn't, it didn't hook me, uh, at least in like the first like hour or two that I played it. And then um, Fallout 4, I pre-ordered. I got the special Best Buy version of this. Uh, with, they came with, with the Pip-Boy socks. And I just, well, I, I tell you, one of the downsides to running PonyCons is that you have, it drastically takes away from your free time to do other things. And even to this day, I have not even put it in my Xbox. Oh, that's a damn oh. shame. Yeah. Honestly, it is. Um, I will say that if, if you did you I have to ask did you get to the strip did you actually make it to the strip in New Vegas I don't uh, no I don't I don't believe so no okay that's that's a big part of it that's where it picks up okay anyway yeah, sorry, it, I'm it, done. Takes, that's all. it takes a little while to get into and uh, real quick um I I have an answer for uh the very first question about just a funny story that you would tell people oh yeah I'm ready so uh this one time Michelle and I were showering together and um she, we were switching positions under the shower head, and um, <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Gosh. <laughs> excuse me, sure. she, she was, was uh, what's that? Not like switching positions. <laughs> I'm not like switching positions. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Um, I, I mean, like, my memory is a bit fuzzy, so I guess I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, she was under the water, and I was, I was, I will, I was behind. <laughs> Keep going. It's fine. Just go on. And so we were we were gonna we were switching places 
uh, so that I would be under the water. And she went on the outside and I went on the inside. And I just turned, we, we both just turned in a funny way where I, I well, long story short, I hip checked her out of the shower. And <gasps> she um, like, like it was, it was something out of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Like she fell out, got like mummified instantly in the shower curtain as she ripped it off the bar and like, like hit her head or something on like the toilet on the way down and like like in the matter of like two seconds like we went from like everything's fine to her like on the floor wrapped in a shower curtain like bleeding and crying and laughing at the same time oh my god that's that <laughs> okay. sounds beautiful good job okay if she, if she, if she were knocked out and if she were knocked down you called the ambulance what exactly would you say um, I mean, just the truth, I guess. Um, if, uh, you know, if, if, I mean, when you're talking to paramedics, I suppose, uh, obviously, you know, she wasn't knocked out, so that didn't happen. But if we were talking to paramedics, I just feel like honesty is the best, uh, is the best course of action at that, at that, uh, at that time. But, uh, yeah, um, that's just a, a funny thing that I could think of. See, now what <laughs> I'm terrified of is that someone, you know, is going to grab this podcast and then edit the order of the words that you told that story into something completely ridiculous. That's uh, probably gonna happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of this then because Charlie, unfortunately, we um, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually a volunteer firefighter for um, Beach Mountain Fire Department. We actually had a similar situation where we responded to that, and our dispatcher could not possibly convey what the hell was going on because she was laughing so hard. <laughs> It was bad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let's see. Um, the next question, man, we got way off track. Uh, from RK Striker JK5 is: Have you done anything for any sort of non MLP franchise, as in like a a fan made work or something like that? No. No, not yet. Well, I I, I mean, I guess okay. So very recent answer. Um. So uh, I mentioned before, Corey, chair of uh, Anime Milwaukee, and um, he, uh, the uh, uh, his uh, vice chair, um, uh, 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 Rose, I think her name is, um, asked me to help out with some stuff on their website. So I guess that's that's my best response to that. Wonderful. Um, and then the last but not least, from RK Striker JK Five, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> Does my ex-girlfriend count? Ooh. Probably. Hang on, I need to explain that answer to my to Michelle, who's looking at me very quizzically right now, because <laughs> she can't hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> have you seen Batman, the the original Batman, where the Joker asked Batman, "Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight?" Yeah, they just asked me that, so my answer was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, Carrie, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that went instantly from the Joker shooting my parents to pouring a bucket of pig blood on someone's head. <laughs> uh, not spelled the same way, but otherwise, yeah, pretty close. Okay. All right. We're going to move to question now from the other other guy who asks, how does this picture make you feel? Flipping. And if you look in the chat, you will see the picture. Uh, uncomfortable. I've got like 500 million tabs. Hang on a second. Um, it looks familiar. So I'm 99% sure this is supposed to be a picture, a bona fide picture of Naminé from Kingdom Hearts 2. I thought 
so too. Oh. Actually, it's not. It's not. not Nanami has blue eyes. Oh. It does look I've a little. I, I was, oh, anyway, yeah. Okay. I've never played Kingdom Hearts, so I can't really comment on it too much. Would it be uh, better that the the follow up question is? Would it be better if I told you she's sad because she's an abomination of nature? No, that makes it worse. No. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Okay. Now then, it is time for questions with Vylon. Yes. <clears throat> Here we go. It's time for questions with Vylon. All right. Is it jingle and everything? Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Her. Okay. So to preface this. Vylon is known for asking some distressing, disturbing, and uh, honestly, sometimes unanswerable questions. She's already uh, a gem of a human being. She's got some doozies for you, some of which I honestly think we can't ask. So we'll do our best, and I wish you luck. Godspeed, gentlemen. (laughs) Oh my god. I've gone through $60 of Jameson. I'm good. Oh my fucking god. This is All right. (laughs) Here's the way I'm going to do this. She's actually split up the questions for both of you. So I'm going to alternate back and forth between you guys. All right. So I hope you're prepared. We're going to start with Star. Star, what is the best car to bring to Las Vegas? We start in gentle. We start in gentle. Tesla Model S 70 on 100D, because that's what I actually. All right. For Charlie. Yes. What are the best parts of staying in a hotel? Not having to clean up after yourself every day, part of it, like, you know, there's the room, the the, the, the housekeeping and all that, I guess. Um, just coming back to a bed, a freshly made bed that you didn't have to make is rather nice. Um, and um, being, like, especially when you're in a hotel, like, the same hotel when, like, the convention's happening, like, being just, like, a short walk away from, like, all sorts of things happening and giant parties and just, like, all sorts of fun and interesting things. I mean, there you go. Wonderful. Star. <laughs> what is the actual car you'll bring to Las Vegas? The Tesla Model S 100D. Nice. Just all the D. I was trying to come up with a joke there and it didn't work. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Fired. Now, 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 Charlie. Uh huh. Your beard is so full and luscious. Do you feed it? The hands of beautiful virgins? No, that's creepy. Hmm. I feed it beard shampoo. Fair enough. I think Vylon is skeptical, but we'll allow it for now. Number three for Star. How much horsepower does a dildo need before you'd use it? About... 450, probably 500, because I don't wake up for less than 500 horsepower. (laughs) Mine has 792. Ooh. Man, that's some pure American muscle. It's the best. Moving on. Number three. America. How hard, for Charlie, Uh how hard will Daddy spank me if I set the hotel on fire? How hard will daddy spank you? Um, I My father's not the spanking type, let alone me, let alone you. So not very hard at all. Bylon will be disappointed. 
It is, it is truly disappointed. Now, star number four. We're going to put you in a role play type situation, so bear with us. Ooh. Your girlfriend can't wait anymore, and she wants you to take her right now in her Girl exhaust family. pipe. You gulp as you notice how hot you've made her tailpipe become after your intense foreplay with her engine. She's dripping and lubes with her own petroleum. Don't make a lady wait, she says. Would you stick your dick into your car's hot, copiously lubed tailpipe? To answer the question, probably maybe, but joke's on you. Royal Flush doesn't have an exhaust pipe because she's electric. <laughs> you, you, you wait. You call your car. You name your car Royal Flush. No, okay. I named my Tesla Royal Flush because literally, I went down to the Tesla dealership. I showed them a picture of the mascot OC for my convention. I said, "Find me a car that is painted this color, and I will buy it right now." However, my um second car, which is a Toyota 4Runner, that's Night yeah. Fury. Yeah, she gets extremely hot because I actually ripped out the catalytic converter, so it just pumps straight hot, and I would be slightly concerned because it's about 500 degrees Fahrenheit. What year? I guess, you, I guess you can say that she's always in heat. What year for runner? Yes. Oh, 2004. Oh, nice. I have a, I have a 2012 forerunner. They're just the best. Anyway. Oh, yeah. The 04 was my very first car, and she will be likely my last car. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Let's see. Now, Charlie, number four. Another kind of role play situation. I'm excited. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> you have low standards, and your girlfriend has bad hygiene. She shows you her dirty butt crack and tells you, This is how dark my world is without you. How soon will you propose marriage? <laughs> okay so i have <laughs> i have several questions um um okay so first of all i have to put myself in the mindset of somebody that has low standards because i do not um or i i, I do not write the internet. <clears throat> um uh, that particular exchange of dialogue does not seem directly related to whether or not I would propose marriage. So I don't have an answer for that because I don't have enough information, but would that exchange make me more likely to propose marriage to said person? The answer is no. Fair enough. All right. The um, finale. The fucking finale. Now, uh, Charlie, let's let's be honest. Not Charlie, excuse me. Star, let's be honest, dear Star. Can you handle a question involving necrophilia? Are you are you okay with paired? I already answered that. It's fine. Okay, do it. Mm -hmm. Number five. Well, the other number five is not safe for Charlie, so we're going to go with just stars. You. You don't scare me. Are a necrophile. And you are attending your beautiful niece's funeral. As a sign of respect, you dab over her body and lay big sorry. 
if someone, I would rather someone piss on my face when I'm dead rather than dab over my body. It gets worse. <laughs> Tears fill your eyes as you join the party into the into the cemetery for her burial, and hold as on, the coffin's on. laid oh, down, hold on, please dab on that bur burial. <laughs> that night, you dig up her body to give the love you promised to yourself that she'll take with her to the afterlife. Her insides are quite rigid because of the embalming fluids, but it still gives you enough stimulation to do the job. And with a final thrust, you hilt into her and dab as you pour your creamy love into her. Oh my god. <laughs> to your surprise, she also dabs. She's alive, and you are immensely disappointed. Will you kill her yourself, or will you dig up another body? Okay, what the actual hell? <laughs> <laughs> we, that's why we have a jingle question pylon, because we have come to expect this shit. God. I'm so glad I don't have this question. Star, did you catch that when you when you lay her body down, you're putting fidget spinners on her coffin? Because that was an aspect of this question. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> totally on phase! Okay, as far as the actual question... He's like, probably, well, obviously. Probably just dig up another body, because I'm a necrophile anyway, and she's alive, <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit. Three stone. <laughs> okay. I mean, shit in Vegas, that's a regular occurrence. Three stones, not necrophilia. I was about to say, like, wait, three stones with corpses? I mean, it stays in no, Vegas. No, no, like, no, no, no. That shit, man. <laughs> no, no, All I'm right. referring to the fact that threesomes are common, not necrophilia. That's actually kind of creepy in real life. Yeah, kind of, kind of creepy. Just, just a little, just a kind of, <laughs> just a smidge. Oh, kind of creepy. Just a tip. <laughs> oh God, no! Um, well thank you, well thank you for done. doing so well with that star. I, I salute you for your service. Now, Charlie, you're screwed. Violon has a question. Oh geez, this fucking question. Would uh -huh. you hold hands with me? <laughs> um, that all depends on how much you want to die, because Michelle would kill you. Oh, Aww, how nice. Okay. Look, look at what Vylon wrote. She's We're not capable as... of anything. She's yeah, considering. Anything. She, she can do pretty much anything. <laughs> Alright, now we got some questions from the official HRPC Vegas FimFic account. So, Yay! to Starstorm. Why HRPC? Why Vegas? Why any of this? Oh, I remember copying and pasting that, but I actually forgot to Go back to it, but I think I answered that with the um, the introduction when you guys started yeah. asking the interview questions yeah, about yeah, why yeah, HRPC. So. But yeah, to reiterate, because honestly, why HRPC is because the the Las Vegas stigma with LPU needs to be eradicated, mm -hmm. and why Vegas because I live out here. Fair enough. It's convenient. Now, Charlie, how much beer slash money were you paid to agree to join? Um. Uh, the the con is taking care of my travel and hotel. That's that's the extent of it. Awesome. Now, this next question is drenched in drama. Uh, and you guys are welcome to speak however you see fit. Um, and keep in mind that what happens on this podcast is not reflective of HRPC itself. It is your personal opinions. 
The question is, what would you say as to the previously scheduled venue venue for High Roller PonyCon as personal opinions? <laughs> uh, does does anybody? I think a lot of people aren't aware of the actual yeah. story. I'm only aware because I'm I'm aware of the Twitterverse. Um, so you guys might have to give a little backstory. Yeah, Star, I'll let you get the cliff notes on this. Okay, long to the short, basically, uh, the D, we contracted them back in, I want to say July, when I first moved out here for their venue. We paid them up front immediately. We were under contract for about five months. They shifted management to a new management. This girl was some highfalutin, full of herself piece of shit. And uh, she brought me into the office. I thought it was honestly to renegotiate the contract because we were, um, it wasn't adequate enough, for lack of better words. But she essentially told us, uh, hit the road, get the fuck out, and um, you're not conservative enough for our image. So I was like, what the hell? We have can to I draw, can, I, can I just draw focus to that, to that sentence? You're yes, not yes, conservative, enough, conservative enough for our image being said by the representatives of a hotel called The D. That's amazing. That's actually um, pretty, that's so actually fucking funny. Were you guys reimbursed your um, deposit? Yes, we were reimbursed the deposit, but we weren't reimbursed for the five months of fucking work that I've done and Charlie's done and all the staff have done. I <clears throat> totally understand. But yeah, long to the short, uh, what would I say to the previous venue? This is not representative of HRPC. We have another venue. They're great and wonderful. But however, to the D, uh, I was just recently informed that the woman who kicked us out was actually kicked to the curb by the D Hotel itself, and I could tell them, go fuck yourself. Wow. I did not know that. It. Oh, yeah, it literally, um, I'm not going to say who told me because it could uh, jeopardize a few things, but I was informed that the lady who kicked us out, she was the senior vice manager, blah, blah, whatever, of acquisitions for the D. She was actually removed shortly after firing us. So Wow. Oh. Okay. Um, Would you guys re uh, go ahead, Charlie? Yeah. So, so yeah, we they 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 gave us our money back and everything. And so financially, like in, in terms of money, we gave them, they gave back to us. And so I I should really say to to you know to Star, but um um a, but you know that uh, obviously like was said doesn't cover our time and effort and everything and energy put into things. But I mean honestly, as much as I would love to tell the D to go take a flying leap, honestly. The, this entire situation worked out for the better. We have a better venue in a better location um, with better staff. Like, like literally everything about our arrangement has – and just like the facilities and just everything about it is has improved for the better. The um, – <clears throat> oh, God. Okay, sorry. I'm going to have to ask you this question without asking – without saying much uh, just because I don't know how much I can say. Um, can we talk – can we just like throw like – uh, a comment towards how, why our new venue was willing to help us out with our situation? For lack of a better term, the wonderful woman whose name um, actually is Michelle, she's the senior sales advisor. She is well aware of all the drama and chaos that actually happens, um, particularly on Fremont Street. And essentially the D is... Um, I want to say run by a bunch of halfwits who don't know what the hell they're doing. And our venue is actually a little bit more corporate. 
so they are much more structured, much more organized. And honestly, we saved about 80% considering the fact that our venue is two and a half times larger than what we contracted with the D because the D was, I think, 10,000 square feet and the Renaissance is 24,000 square feet. That's what we get to work with. Nice. Of course. And obviously the Renaissance is a more well-known hotel. Oh, um, absolutely. And they, and, uh, they love us. And uh, I basically, I pitched the idea to them. I went and talked with Michelle directly and she sympathized with our situation so much. And she gave us a really great deal considering the fact that we're still first year, but because of the fact that we paid up front, they were willing to um, help us out a little bit more. And right. throughout the process, there has been such wonderful communication. We have uh, logistics still in order and everything is just actually being taken care of properly. And I don't want to throw the D completely under the bus because our previous convention services manager, whose name was Bessie, unfortunately, she actually got fired because of the fact that she stood up for us. And that is one thing we will absolutely never forget. Yeah, we're trying to see if we can get her to. Um, Again. So I guess I'll I'll tie into that a few times because obviously the story went very viral. It was on several fandom related um, news sources, uh, not including but not limited to Equestria Daily and Horse News. Um, yes. But uh, would you guys work with the D again? No. God, Absolutely no. not. Okay. No, I literally um, – oh, you're going to love this. Um, I'm not going to say particularly they – when they got rid of a certain person who got rid of us in the first place, they actually minorly poked us like, hey, we're sorry about what happened. Would you be willing to – reconsider the offer and i said yes our appearance fee is fifty thousand dollars wow sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah on my end of things it's you know it's sounding like because i actually didn't know that little that last little bit about the the woman that 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 uh decided that we were too conservative that that she was that she got dismissed shortly after i wasn't aware of that fact so that makes me feel a little bit better about the d on the whole um take go ahead and use that that audio clip out of context however you'd like um (laughs) but um that was that was just recent um for context charlie i okay meeting with uh michelle probably this last week to start getting our sponsors and our uh, guests of honor situated with the hotel and it was just a passing note yeah i didn't know that she had gotten fired um but um um uh you all caught that right okay good um so but you know it's uh, i'll tell you um i i was actually thrown off a little bit just because i when i joined on with high roller pony con i had ever i had never actually been to vegas my entire perception of what vegas is is strictly by movies and tv and I mean, you know, which, you know, it actually turns out is pretty accurate. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, a little while after signing up with High Roller, I actually went there literally for 24 hours for a work thing. And um, I was given the option to stay basically wherever I wanted, as long as it wasn't like, you know, a super expensive place. And so I said, oh, I might as well stay at the hotel where my con's going to be just to see what it's like. And so I stayed there for a <laughs> um, You know, it's... I was a little like, so the way the high roller originally ended up at the D was basically, as I understand it, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that, um, you know, he was having trouble finding a place that 
had the facilities that we wanted and um, was in an area that was like close to action enough and um, uh, and then and where the money was right really is what it came down to and just the D happened to come in at a time and give us an offer with our previous manager uh, Bess, Bessie um, where she gave us an offer that was just too good to pass up really is what it came down to yeah but at the same time it's not the proper place for a pony con. uh even a vegas pony con like i don't know if anybody has like looked up pictures or like anything about the hotel but I just did. yeah um the uh, so all of the dealers that work on the floor so this this hotel has a casino on the first floor right. and um all of the dealers there are very scantily clad women and when they're not dealing they're they they dance on the tables. That's like the shtick of this place. It's a very bro heavy, like sports bar kind of atmosphere. And the 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 facilities that we were gonna be using, like on the whatever floor, like the actual event spaces, was really nice. Had like a nice view of um of uh old Vegas and all that. But just everything else about the hotel, just not so, right for a pony con. Not really conducive to people walking around in fursuits. <laughs> Well, I and I see it's not even so much that. I mean, like we're talking about here. I mean, like weird is sort of the normal, you know. But right. at, but at the same time, I sort of have a thing where I at least want to be able to say it's as family friendly as Vegas is. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, like, I, I, okay, same wavelength now. Yeah. So it's it's not like I'm expecting like a ton of kids to be running around, but I at least want it to be like a safe and acceptable place for parents to feel okay about bringing our kids. And the D is not that place. The Renaissance is. Absolutely. The Renaissance is, the Renaissance is a much more classy venue. It's very public friendly. It's very convention friendly in terms of spacing and layout and that they have a convention space a little bit separated from the lobby, but it's still accessible to everything, including the pool, the patio, the general bar and the restaurants inside the actual venue. So overall, long and the short is this uh, transition to the Renaissance has been a major blessing in disguise, and I'm so happy we actually did it. Yeah. So to come back to the original question, what would I say to the D? I would say thank you and goodbye. Wonderful. Um, now let, let's skip over that because obviously that's uh, something that's probably been worked to, death, worked to death. We spent enough time on it, and there's other places out there that detail the drama in more detail. Um, yeah. So, Charlie, question to you. The strip club star dragged you to in Vegas has strippers dressed in pony cosplay just for HRPC. How much money do you lose that night? Literally none. Um, I have been to a once and Michelle drug me. My wife, Michelle, drug me because she wanted to go. Um, and I forever ruined the idea of me ever existing in a strip club ever again. When I turned to Michelle and I said, but some of these women are mommies. <laughs> and I, I am not exaggerating or making this story up. I just, the concept of a strip club and me, we are just not on the same page. And so if, if I were to ever find myself like forced against my will into a strip club ever again, I would probably just sit there and like stare at my feet the entire time. Aww. Oh, man. There goes that idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I have and, a very different reaction. It would be like, some of those women are mommies. You'd be like, hell yeah, they are. 
Yeah, and, I would probably have the same reaction. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, I have friends that work in strip clubs, and none of what I just said is against them. Like, I have no problems or issues or, like, or um, judgments or whatever against, you know, the people who work there. I think it's very empowering for women and all that. I think it's great. It's just not my thing. Um, so, Charlie, I gotta ask you something, buddy. Uh, uh-huh. Were you, were you peeing just now? Um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> oh. so, so do you so do you so do you hit the water or do you hit the edge of the toilet we were we were all we, we heard the sound of like water hitting a bowl in the background we were all just kind of like is he peeing while talking to us is that is that what we're hearing this microphone is a lot better than i thought it was we need a clip Charlie, 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 Davis. we need a Charlie. Charlie, I have, I have one question for you, Charlie. Uh-huh. I'm turning did, off the Davis signal. Did, did you shake twice? <laughs> God damn it, Enigma. That's only, that's, that's the polite thing to do, so. Three times you're playing with yourself. Anyway, yes, yes, I'm so happy. The follow-up question to Star was, how was it being one of the strippers in Pony Cosplay? But now I I, I can't even, like, follow up with that. Personally, <laughs> personally, I don't care. Charlie obviously would be throwing dollar bills at me, but everyone else would. <laughs> All right. We have some, uh... We have some rapid fires for for you gentlemen, and they they come from a gentleman called Bendy who is obsessed with dicks and butts. So, who has a bigger peen, Big Macintosh or Trouble Shoes? Big Macintosh. I don't have enough information uh, to be able to answer the question, uh, but if I had to hazard a guess, I would Trouble Shoes. All right. I only say Big Mac because Trouble Shoes is honestly a big fat wimp. Especially since the episode that featured him, he's a sissy. So yeah, he doesn't it's... have he doesn't have enough testosterone for peeing growth. Nope. Alrighty. Exactly. He has nothing to compensate for. Oh. Number two. Did Princess Luna become Nightmare Moon after over having a smaller butt than her sister? Mm. No. <laughs> The stutter. I wouldn't say it's a primary cause, but probably a secondary cause. Nice. Number three. Which of the main six has best butt? Rarity. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. What? What? What starts that? I guess. <laughs> You doing okay there, Charlie? <laughs> um, so I finished one of my 40s, and I'm working on the second one, so yeah, I'm fine. Number four for your 40s, which <laughs> pony has best butt? Is this, like, exclusively limited to the Equestria universe? I'm curious what other universe pony has best butt. <laughs> Are we talking, <laughs> like... Are we talking like Gen One? Uh, 
Applejack or like? No, I was just going to basically. Horses? I was going to elaborate on my bias by saying Royal Flush has best butt. Obviously. Oh. Ah, okay, that's fair. I, that's a, that's a, that's I, a nice answer. I thought you were going to say like Blackjack, which I would have answered with, well, after the incident, she's mostly butt back there. Okay, well, in that case, Royal Flush is best pre-apocalypse butt. Blackjack is both or best post-apocalypse butt. All right. Hang on, I'm sorry. What was the what was the previous question? Which of the main six has best butt? And what is this question? Which pony has best butt? Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Um, I mean, like Celestia. Solid, nice. solid answer. Yeah. All right. Uwe Toll now has questions. Is Analvor a good idea? No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a suppository. Uh, nah, not really. I don't want to get stuck. Fair enough. Now, Explosions has a question. Oh boy. My asshole is bleeding profusely with semen and digestive juices. It is leaking onto you. What do? Apologize. <laughs> what? What? Oh. Whoa! 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is a good day. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I'm so happy. This is the best podcast. This went from like serious business to what the fuck is going on so fast. Thank I've you. A, I've seen a lot of hentai, but this is new for me. I'm, what really was the question been. again? My asshole is bleeding profusely with semen and digestive juices. It is leaking onto you. What do? Ask you if you're okay. Okay. That, uh, yeah, no, that's the logical first question. <laughs> are, are you okay, Annie? Wow. Priest, stop! It was criminal. <laughs> Now we're going to Rob Cakern 53, also known as Pencil, would you please? Oh. Is that the guy who wrote My Little Dashy? Holy fuck, is the guy who wrote My Little Dashy 2 Dash Harder? Did you guys know that Rob Cakern 53 wrote My Little Dashy? I'm done now. So, from the guy who wrote My Little Dashy. What the hell just happened? <laughs> oh, okay. You're both geared up for this convention. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And then, no, from the entrance, six ponies come walking in, all of which are in varying degrees of distress. You think to, to yourselves, this is fine, this is okay, we're still good, but not all is good. It isn't long before vomit piles are spotted along the halls, Cadence plushies are reported stolen, and then found in trash cans. Ha. No one can find any of the dairy within a five-mile radius. Ponies have begun playing bowling with pineapples. Oh. Lastly. Things are on fire. Literal fire. So you might think to yourselves, okay, maybe the Barcast coming to HRPC wasn't a great idea. And then, insert actual guest here, Bill Newton, walks in and is in distress. The only way to help is to get them to the safety of an interview room. But the only free room is the Barcast. So do you just let the super-duper special guest be eaten alive by the frothing crowds? Or do you get them to the barcast room safely and see what happens? Give us oh, Bill I'm throwing Newton. Him to the crowd. Later. Give us Bill Newton. <laughs> <It's> fine. 
Okay, so man, that that was that was a roller coaster of a question right there because at the beginning I'm thinking, okay, six miniature horses have walked in there. I'm calling animal control is my initial response, and it took me a while to realize that it's talking about the bar cast. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I get it now. Um, okay, so it's my strange, answer. But- like some people online just like see the avatars and stuff and actually Im- imagine us as horses. It's weird. Oh God! I oh God! Okay. Wait, you mean you're not horses? Shh, priest! Oh, God no. damn it! Okay. <laughs> on the internet, on the on internet, the... no one, no one has to know that you are a horse. Yeah, oh no shit! Horse. You fooled me. I clack with my hooves. Anyway, guys, we are running low on time, so uh, uh, depends on contractual obligation. Fair enough. I'll second that because I have insurance and Charlie's responsible for like making sure it works logistically. I don't care because I've got insurance. Okay. <laughs> now we are running somewhat short on time and I want to give you guys at least seven to eight minutes to wax lyrical however you guys want about the podcast. So I'm going to try to speed through some stuff here. Um, Rundown Jet now asks, if you guys had to choose between getting violently reamed by a carton of strawberry milk or viciously throat fucked by a bag of chocolate milk, which would you rather be fucked? What the fuck? I, what the fuck? <laughs> I was ready to ask a serious question. No, basically, basically, what flavor of milk would you be comfortable being fucked by? Well, it's not necessarily the flavor of milk that would be brought into context. It's necessarily what it's contained in. A carton kind of doesn't really deform so that it could fit into the orifice that it's shoved into. So probably a bag of chocolate milk would be a little bit more easy to handle. Star, what the actual hell? You just need a solid (laughs) taste for why bag milk is okay. No, it's not okay! (laughs) Well, in the context of it being shoved into some orifice on my body, I'd probably go with a bag because it can actually deform. Oh my god. Rather than just a carton being reamed up there. You know, okay. It can do that. It can do that corkscrew motion. Okay. You know what? Fine. That's fine. The only thing bagged milk for is good for is sticking up your anus. Yeah, you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck. What? What? Technically, it's fucking, but not necessarily shoved up your. What? What? Also, wouldn't the bag seam kind of hurt? Because you know, some are kind of sharp a little bit. Oh God. No. Let's move on, please. Do not need that mental image. Next. Next. Vandamoose now has questions. Uh, sorry, relevant questions. Okay, number six. So, Starstorm, why did Charlie pick the wrong house? Because he didn't hire me as a realtor. The The question before that is, which house in Smallhurst Town is best house and why? So, answer that one first for both of you. Probably Carousel Boutique, because it's the biggest and actually uses the land most effectively. Um, is the treehouse an option? Yes. Then the, the treehouse. All right. FAA regs would prevent that house from ever being built. <laughs> God, you were such a nerd. Dude, I'm a realtor. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know this shit. It sucks. And then to tech Charlie, why did you go to Candy Mountain? Go to Candy Mountain, I don't know, but I'm still Charlie? trying to get the freaking kidney back. <laughs> Charlie, we're going to Candy Mountain. It's full of sweets and joy and joy. I was, pro- I, was, I, was, I was promised candy and they didn't give me candy. Beautiful. Hey, oh, nicely done. Hey, Star, as a realtor, try to sell me uh, try to sell me uh, Fluttershy's house, this animal-infested house. 
All right, honestly, looking at the most attractive aspect of Fluttershy's house, it's on a fucking huge amount of land. So think about it this way. You have a small house. If you ever want to sell it 10 to 20 years, a developer is going to come along and say, I need this land, and you are the only thing that is stopping me from getting the last bit in order to build my giant condominium complex or my giant mall. What is your price? Name the price. And then you could literally say, I want $20 million for this house, and boom, you're fucking rich in 10 years. Good job, but also Enigma, we have a very limited amount of time. We're trying to get questions. Stop! Go on. <laughs> now we have a question from Toomer, who also loves to be called Five Mares, because fuck you, Toomer. Um, as first and foremost, a pony podcast, I'll keep this on topic. Would you rather have a snake bite in your no-no place or take a belt sander to your uncle's favorite hole? Probably snake bite because of the fact that there was this one girl, I'm not going to elaborate on details. She got a little overzealous by the guy behind her, and she bit down a little hard. So I know what that feels like. It's not too bad, but it's bad. Belt There's so hard. much about this I have questions about, and I'm not going to ask a damn one. I, 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 I miss her. I miss her. I thought I said, would you take a sander to your uncle's favorite hole? And what is that? That's what it says. That, that's what it said. It's, it's a would you rather. Snake bite. Because belt sanders actually hurt. I had my finger like grazed by one, and that hurt like hell compared to being bitten. So, okay. Charlie, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I warned I, you, Charlie. I warned you. Charlie. I, oh, Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess a snake bite because that'll heal faster than abrasions from a belt sander. Nice. All right. Randomy284 asks both of you, whiskey or vodka? Vodka. Actually, no, whiskey. Wait. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! I want them both. Um, well, since beer isn't an option, um, I'll say whiskey because it's closer to bourbon. Fair enough. Well, bourbon's a type of whiskey. Right, 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 right. All right. Grayson now has questions for both of you. Um, how therapeutic is punting spike? Very. Yes. Um, not at all, because it would make Twilight mad, and it's not worth the fallout. Fair. Mm, I actually fallout. like that answer. New Twilights. Mm -hmm. To be fair, oh it God, was Twilight Glimmer that created the fallout. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not enough coffee. Now has the final question. Who's the prettiest horse, and why is it Rainbow Dash? After all, she does dress in style. Ralph relevant picture. Horse. So, irrelevant question. <laughs> okay, but that's that's Rainbow Dash being a rarity. So, I mean, like that—that that is kind of a cheat answer. Um, uh, who is so not of the main six? Just who's the most attractive horse? Yes. Yes. Um, objectively speaking, I would actually have to say Luna. Awesome. Um, um, I, li I like there you. Is one, there is one more question um, from there is Davis one. in yes. the Twitch chat. Now, Davis yes. is a listener um, who creates uh, pony collaboration video. Well, not pony collaboration videos. He creates and edits uh, videos on the internet. Think like um, the Internet Historian, Soot House. Um, collabing best moments of stuff that he listens together and as well as his gameplay stuff. 
he's been listening to the podcast for a long time and he's enjoyed all the podcasts for HRPC. Um, he wants to make a collaboration video of all of the best moments of HRPC month. Does he have your express permission to use content from all of the cast this month to make a combination video? I was just typing out a response to that. It's fine by us as long as it's fine by you guys. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. No, you don't understand. He's made videos for us before and they're and beautiful also... and insulting okay. and great. And we also oh, got express oh. permission from Bill at the end of his cast, so I think we're in the green. Yeah, yeah. I'm good if Cyrus. I'm what? good, but we're screwed. Yay! And now, 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 Priest, do you know what time it is? What? Now it's time for HRPC to tell us why we should go to their con! It's true. The floor is yours, guys. Tell us anything you want. Sell us. Why should we go to HRPC? Well, I'll just started off by saying we actually just went under contract with guest number five and i know guest number four hasn't been released because somebody cough drew cough did not get on the announcement art when i told him to over christmas but we will have guest number four announced hopefully soon as well as guest number five in addition to our musicians and then charlie and i are going to be going over the community guests so that will be shortly following I mean, Star, as long as the agents would be okay with you saying names, I... What? What were you going to say, Troy? Oh, uh, I said as long as the agents are okay, I'm okay with you saying names. Well, I don't want to say names because I like to tease people, but I think um, given the recent Twitter post, that was our... We had a guest that we most recently contracted. I kind of almost gave it away on Twitter, so if you couldn't figure it out, it's kind of obvious. But yeah, I our think I know! Well, take a guess. The worst I can say is that. I can guess! Can I guess? Can I guess? Guess away. Is it Emma Larson? No, he was announced for Winnie City today. You're... Fuck! I saw the post saying something like that. Or maybe you're not confused. Oh, okay. Oh, the suspense. <laughs> Thanks, M.A. Larson. You're teasing <laughs> us. Again? I'm going to say this. It's all the fault of this next guest that we have alicorns. <gasps> okay, thank you. Objectively, that was adorable, just saying. Uh, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did my plug. Charlie, do you want to plug anything else that we're going to have? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anything, so, okay. Here's, here's, yeah. here's the thing. Um, if you've ever been to a PonyCon before, you, you have not been to a PonyCon like this. Uh, if, because of just the nature of being in Vegas, this will be unlike any PonyCon ever before. And I can even say that referring to LPU because this will be a successful PonyCon in Vegas. So it will not be like LPU. Um, just, you know, we're, we're planning so many things that you can only do in Vegas. One of which, which I think we've sort of kind of talked about a little bit, but I'm going to expand on it a little bit here. Uh, a Thursday night event that we are planning, we are going to have a monorail bar crawl. This is, uh, if you're not familiar with Vegas, there is a monorail that runs down the length of the Strip, and there is a station very close to the Renaissance. And we are no, going to have... the Renaissance. Or, uh, even better. Renaissance? It's next door. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so we are going to have a bar crawl down the length of the Strip of Vegas, and we're going to be using the monorail 
to travel between stops. I mean, there is literally nowhere else in the world we could do that. So, I mean, it's, you know, if you've been on the fence just like wondering about, oh, it's just another PonyCon, it's just going to be in Vegas, no, 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 no. We are, while remaining as family-friendly as Vegas can possibly be, this uh, will be. Yeah, it, you notice my wording there. Um, <laughs> we, we have, we have, we have been very mindful in the guests of honor that we have been selecting with people that are conducive to the Vegas environment and that whole thing. So there, uh, just there, there, there will be events and just everything about this con and just being in Vegas and kind of the way it's con structured, like I know it's a little unusual for a con to end on Saturday and not go into Sunday, but the fact that then, especially you've got, you know, we're, we're tossing around the idea of having some informal, like join us if you want kind of events that go out and explore Vegas on Sunday. Like we're kind of starting that, you know, tossing some ideas around there. Like we we want to take as advantage of being in Vegas as much as we can without getting anybody arrested. That should be the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Have as much fun without getting arrested. But I want to. That's our tagline too. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to uh, tag off of Charlie's thing because this is something I've been thinking about and I haven't actually discussed it with Charlie. So please don't kill me. <laughs> but I want to give Barcast a very special discount code. This discount code will give you up to 10% off, which um, our top tier remaining uh, sponsor packages, the Royal Flush package, this will actually save you up to $150. And we're going to make it exclusively for Barcast. And this oh, is going to be able to. Damn it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And we want to, we're going to work this out with you on the scenes, but yeah, once we go ahead and get the um, discount code set up for you guys, go ahead and expand on it and explore. And finally, with the Kingpin sponsor, this has not been claimed yet. The Kingpin sponsor package, the way we're going to be gearing this is a very personal customized package that'll get you um, the general equivalents of, let's say, first class round trip airfare, a suite stay, that kind of thing. But you can also itemize, let's say you want to go to a particular show, we'll orchestrate it for you, we'll get you in contact with particular people you need to get those tickets, and we'll do everything for you. So essentially, HRPC with the Kingpin package is a travel agent for you, and we're going to get you the most discounts that you could possibly ever imagine, so you can have the number one Vegas experience that you can never get anywhere else. Wow. So literally, people can go and get one ticket to a PonyCon and get airfare taken care of, rooms booked, anything they want on the Strip, an entire vacation package. Yes, this is the last package that includes that because our high roller package included airfare, hotel, limousine transportation. But those have all sold out since the last remaining besides the Kingpin is the Royal Flush package which includes your hotel stay as well as limousine shuttle pickup from the airport if you decide to fly in. Or if you are so inclined, we'll actually pick you up in the Tesla Model S or Tesla Model X, which is specifically purchased for the HRPC fleet. Wow. I've been in one of those before. They're, they are just breathtaking. And it's really cool because to get to Vegas, you can get trips to Vegas as low as $100, especially around this time of year that you're holding the con. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> or even even less if you find a good sale in like Southwest or something. It is crazy affordable. If somebody really was trying to do budget saving on, on like a really tight leash, 
you could feasibly come to this con if you did room share, et cetera, and ticket for probably 100, 150 bucks if you really tried. Or if you share the room, yeah, even less. Yeah, so this is really doable, guys. Think about it, save up some money, and we'll see you there, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Wonderful. I know we're definitely sold. We're all going to be there, and we're going to do some awesome BarCast-related meetups, meet up with some people that are listening and, and hanging out. But probably go try to note, probably go try to hug Charlie and see how fast his wife actually makes us dead. <laughs> two final things before I let you guys loose. Hey, got real quick, star oh, look at it. star look at Discord. Sorry, go ahead. What? Oh, star, go look at Discord. Okay, go ahead. Um, the next thing I have to ask oh, both yes, of you is, what are your drinks of choice? This is important. Okay, so I I am a huge craft beer nerd. Um, I um, I have had over three thousand different kinds of beer, um, and so uh, I I mean just any uh, my my drink of choice is a beer that I haven't had before. <laughs> is is the sort of cop out answer. But aside from that, um, um, uh, if I had to pick a kind of beer that I prefer the most, um. Uh, a, a bourbon barrel aged stouts are really, uh, I mean, like I, I will always pick one of those if given an option. I awesome. think we can manage that. Star? I think it honestly depends on the circumstance. I would love to have a nice Crown Royal or just any type of uh, whiskey that's a good sipping whiskey if I'm going to be, you know, sitting out on my patio enjoying a nice night. But if I'm being social, honestly, vodka is the most versatile i want to say i will give you that yeah keep that in mind uh definitely oh, make and, sure to tap our shoulders and stay in touch with us at the con and finally i know because um charlie just pinged me we i am literally in process of making the discount access code for the 10 percent off for barcast we are going to be calling the code name it's going to be all one word barcast hrpc this is going to enable you to save 10% off your entire purchase price. And if you purchase the Royal Flush package, that's a savings of $150. So it's Barcast oh HRPC. All one word, all lowercase. Just because it's easier. Yep. So we when you go to register enough for that. Yeah, when you go to registration, if you haven't used a discount code in the Eventbrite before, at the top of the registration form, there's a link that says I think it's use promotional code, I think is the exact wording. Just click on that, throw in barcast HRPC there, and all the prices should drop ten percent. Any caps or anything? Active. Uh, nope, it's, it's not a... case sensitive. Um I don't I don't believe codes on Eventbrite are case sensitive. Um, but uh just in case, uh Star, how did you type it in? I typed it in. I'm gonna ping it to the uh Whatchamacallit, the Twitch chat. It's Barcast HRPC, all one word, uh, all lowercase. That saves you 10%. Cool. That's awesome. And then last but not least, before I let you guys go, obviously there are a lot of people in your guys' Discord server, and you guys have a bit of a running joke. I want to hand this off to the king of the fired himself. No. Drink. <laughs> Buck, I didn't know what we were doing this. What do we... What are we... Do you have anything as King of the Fire do you would like to say to the chair and vice chair of HRPC? I mean, I, I would think about it. I, I, yeah, I can't. Then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to fire the bosses, damn it! 
You can tell them about the panel that you'll be hosting. Um, yeah, that panel that I've not figured out what I'm going to do for yet. Oh, shit. That's out of the open. Putting milk on the spot. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll be there either way, and there will be drinks had, and there will be fun had, and we promise, as I already promised, I promised I won't punch any Casey. And I know this is HRPC month, but I miss if I didn't just mention Pony Condo. One more time, um, HRP, uh, uh, High Roller Pony Con will be out at Windy City. They'll have a table up there. I'm sure we'll have a panel of some sort. And so at the very least, if you want to come get a little HRPC pregame in on April 13th through 15th at Windy City Pony Con at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg, um, in Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, you should definitely come out because that is going to be a good time as well. And the most important thing about Windy City Photocon with HRPC attending, we are working exorbitantly hard with all of our plush manufacturers and suppliers. We will do our absolute best, but if everything works out, circumstances all align, the stars align, whatever, we will have Royal Flush plushies available, hopefully at Windy City Photocon. That is our goal. We are going to work our ass off to get that done. So get your flush plushies while you can. Hype. So much hype. Well, sadly, that's all the time we have. Before we even thought it, we started, HRPC month ended. But let me just say thank you guys so much, everyone from HRPC, Bill Newton, everyone for coming on to the podcast. And we had just such a wonderful time. Thanks for having us, and I apologize for urinating. Don't worry. You took the piss out of us. <laughs> and with that, you are all fired. Yay! Yay! Free right. us out there, Priest of Pat. Thank you for watching this episode of the Barcast. Be sure to tune in next week when... Wait, is that? What is that? Is that another special month? We have fan voice actors and actresses coming on next month. We're still working on the final two guests, but I can tell you that next week we have an oldie but a goodie. We have Wooten the Narrator coming back on, who does a lot of narration for Anon Equestrian HIE-related stories. It's going to be awesome. Wooten's a good friend of Anon Pencil and Eyes and has been on the cast before, so get hype. Hi, um, Woody Tootie. Anyway. This has been this episode of the Barcast. This has been Anon Pencil. I didn't screw everything up that much. Enigmatic Okaku. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is new. Uh, uh, Malk. (laughs) It's Malk. (laughs) Raviv. What? Rufier. Yes, Vanilla Wafer. Our wonderful guest, Starstorm. Come to HRPC, Royal Flush is best pony. Charlie. I'm so sorry. And my name is Ferder Proust. <laughs> Just turn it off. Ermagerd! <laughs> <laughs>